Hey, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. Today, our film is Dance Girl Dance, a 1940 American comedy drama directed by Dorothy Arzner and starring Maureen O'Hara, Lewis Hayward, Lucille Ball, and Ralph Bellamy. The film follows two dancers who strive to preserve their own integrity while fighting for their place in the spotlight and for the affections of a wealthy young suitor. The feminist movement of the late 60s and early 70s helped give the film a new lease on life. In 2007, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry, and they described it as Arzner's most intriguing film and a meditation on the disparity between art and commerce. This film was Branson's pick. Branson, why did you pick Dance Girl Dance? Um, There's so many great reasons to pick this movie. I also felt like I want to have a conversation about Dorothy Arzner, about fem feminist cinema, and it is Criterion Spine 1028. Great performances by Lucille Ball. I just thought it's it's super fun. It's quick, but it's uh, completely satisfying. It's a film that you can talk about a lot after the fact. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. So the only Dorothy Yardner film I had seen was Christopher Strong, which was kind of a more straightforward romance. And I was kind of expecting the same from this film, but this film is hardly a romance. There's It almost feels like the romance were thrown in there because they were mandatory for a women's film at the time because they're totally unnecessary. But I was just kind of surprised by this film. I thought it was surprisingly and beautifully complex and something I'm kind of not used to seeing from that era. Uh, and I really enjoyed Judy's character. In some ways, it's a film about being an artist and dealing with disappointment. Yeah. And there's just this quiet desperation to the character Judy through the whole movie that I don't know, I kind of identify with learning how to deal with disappointment and, you know, move on. And yeah, and in that way, it follows her growth as an artist and as a person. And yeah, it's a, it's kind of a meditative film, which I wasn't expecting. And Lucille Ball's great. I honestly have not seen much of her work, but like her performance on the burlesque stage is amazing. And she might be the strongest performance in this film. I'm curious how you discovered this film. The discovery of this film was through a women in film class. Credit goes to uh, Professor Shira Segal. On the topic of women in film, I think that this is kind of a seminal piece and one that came in an era that there weren't a lot of films for women that had this much Socratic discussion that could be produced from it, right? Like, I think that there just were a lot of airy romances. And as you point out, there is romance in here. But I think that there is a lot more thought-provoking uh, moments in this film about women's role in society, women in e economics at the time. There's this battle, this sad battle. And you do feel for Judy because it's like a commercial art versus art for the artist's sake. And she really appreciates and, and has a deep, profound love for dance. But making a profession out of it seems difficult. I like how she's not a brilliant ballet dancer. She even admits that she's like, she's good enough. <laughs> and I think that's interesting to see how she navigates like her own level of talent and how she can make a living out of that. The love story in there sort of feels forced in a sense. Like when she first met Jimmy Harris and they're in Akron, Ohio, there's this little flirtation that goes on and she kind of quickly loses him. You know, he kind of has a horrible kind of a jerk moment where they're flirting, flirting, flirting. And then he, <laughs> he goes, I don't like blue eyes 
sorry. <laughs> and he kind of like turns away. But the point is, she's not that incensed by it. And that's because I think the point of this film, you know, is about the working woman, the woman as an artist and her, Judy. I honestly found the romance, the romantic uh, narratives kind of confusing, overly complex. One film that I think you would love that we could talk about sometime is a film called Women by George Kakur. The other thing that I appreciate is that the casting, I think, is really well done. Maureen O'Hara, of course, is uh, she's a native Irish woman, which is funny. And I think that accent really comes out during one of her speeches at the end. They always like layer that in. They're like, you Irish? She's like, well, my mom was. And no, she's born in Dublin. <laughs> that, I think, is the only complaint that people have about her i think that she plays a great foil to bubbles and it's kind of fun to see their interaction and sort of see i feel like we're presented a little bit of a moral tableau of the era between the two of them what i appreciate is even though bubbles is certainly the more promiscuous one and does face the punishment in the end she doesn't feel like she's evil if that makes any sense. She's not a, an inherent villain. I just found that pairing so electric. What was your favorite scene in the film? I kind of have a hard time deciding between, between two, but the two that I like are in tandem and close to each other. And they're both very quiet scenes. I like when uh, you kind of see these like um, little glimmers of hope or possibility. I love when Judy's doing ballet all by herself. Madame Basilova observes her dancing and decides to call up the, the ballet company and schedule an audition. And then followed by that is when Julia is at the audition and observing the dance company and She's seeing like professional ballet dancing like for the first time. And she has a hard time seeing herself as part of that, even though that's like the thing that she wants most. Yeah, I, I just think I can't think of any other film that made me feel that way. I was not expecting this film to be about that <laughs> and be kind of that subtle in a way. It's funny, too, because I wonder how this film in some ways was marketed. I read that it was a flop. The studio lost money. As an aside, real quick, I mean, whenever I watch these old movies in nightclubs, I always just think like the cost it took to run those places back in the day must be insane because they have full bands, 30 dancers, like on a nightly basis, too. <laughs> now it's just you walk in, there's a guy at a DJ booth. I read that uh, Lucille Ball, later in her career, most of her songs, her musical numbers were dubbed with another singer. But in this film, she actually sang. It was actually her voice that you hear in the performance. And there was an, there's a whole other commentary on class here, which I think is so fascinating. Like, this film would be a great springboard for discussing the mid-Atlantic accent that seemed to be so prevalent by so many characters in this film. What's so funny is Lucille Ball even has a song where she talks about, we don't say can't, we say can't. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the scene that precedes the fight when she gives her big speech on stage. She's performing, Judy's performing, and she takes a moment to address the crowd that's all men. And it feels like out there for 1940. I'm trying to imagine what it's like to be a male audience member at that time and how it feels like it's a little bit in your face. I mean, no wonder there's a little bit of a flop because she's challenging them. She, she has this whole speech where she talks about, she's like, about the objectification, right? And the male gaze, which is so fascinating. 
fascinating. That's so direct. Very, very wise of Dorothy Arzner. People are saying Madame Basilova, that character really mirror is just like a reflection of Dorothy Arzner, dressed the same. Dorothy Arzner, I watched a great intro to this film. It's Francis Ford Coppola talking about Dorothy Arzner and kind of her contributions to the film world and her trajectory from an editor which i think was a fairly common role for women in the film world back in the day to a filmmaker and obviously she was she was given films mostly about women and she went on to teach apparently some classes uh, in los angeles that coppola took so he actually studied under her briefly and has a lot of respect for her dorothy arzner was never officially out however you know there were obviously a lot of rumors that she was a lesbian and her lover a woman named marion morgan was supposedly the unofficial choreographer on this film another kind of interesting connection uh Dance Girl Dance was edited by Robert Wise, who went on to become a very famous director. But he edited Citizen Kane after that was his next film after editing Dance Girl Dance. And then he went on to direct West Side Story, The Sound of Music and one of my favorite horror films of all time, The Haunting. It's funny because the Robert Wise thing, which is so huge, obviously, kind of gets lost to me just in the magnificence of the rest of this film. I mean, he did an amazing job, obviously, but kind of wild connection. Thank you for listening to our episode on Dance Curl Dance. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to follow us on our Instagram or Twitter, it is at Film Exchange Pod, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time.